Hola vecinos, welcome back to the Flower House. I'm Tamara. And I'm Christina. And if this is your first time joining us, we are the Flower House and we're here to start out your week with a smile and maybe even a laugh. And at the very least, hopefully something to spin around in your mind or ponder something, a new thought or perspective to ponder. Now that that is out of the way, Christina, what are we talking about today? So today we're going to be talking about social media and its influences. And I'm going to ask you this question first, because I don't want to answer it first. So Tamara, how often do you use social media on a daily basis? How often do I use social media on a daily basis? So... I spend about an hour or two on social media every day. As you know, I I try not to go on social media too much just because I've I used to use social media so much that it's just like, whoa, okay, you have to control, you know, control yourself. And I tried to do like the 15 minute thing and it just kind of got overwhelming so I just I logged out of my social media accounts um for the most part except for LinkedIn um so what about you Christina how much time do you spend on social media LinkedIn wow that sounds boring um (laughs) it's great to hear about careers you know um well okay so do I have to answer this question no you can plead the fifth if you want (laughs) I was hoping you would forget to be honest but okay so I'm on social media too much. Yeah, you heard me. I'm not afraid to say it. (laughs) Oh my God. I will catch myself just opening like Facebook and just scrolling for no reason when I have time to myself. It's very addicting. Yes. And then when I go to bed, um, like most people, I think I like to just scroll looking at memes and sending memes to people. I know you send me a lot of memes. (laughs) But, but I'm glad that we have similar senses of humor. I think your sense of humor is pretty good because if if you didn't have a good sense of humor, it'd be really awkward. I'd be like, can you stop sending me memes? <laughs> and that would just really tear up my heart if you told me to stop sending you memes. Be like, wait, I'm trying to share my joy with you. <laughs> exactly. I'd be like, I don't like this type of joy. I'm sorry. <laughs> But but you did mention a little bit in in your last statement, like, oh, you know, you use it when you're mindlessly mindlessly scrolling. And to me, that sounds like you're using it to kind of quail. I'm not even sure if that's the right word, but quell your boredom. So what I guess what is your main use of social media? Is it for entertainment or is it for some deeper purpose? Are you trying to tell me that there's a deeper purpose than memes? <laughs> in life in general? No. I think, you know, memes. That's where it's at. <laughs> well, okay. So besides memes, I well, since we moved out of state more recently, most of our friends and family, like you, they're far away now. So So far. I know. It's a little sad. It is sad. But it's easier to connect through those people through social media. I also feel like social media has been the more dominant way that all of us have been connecting with others during the pandemic. I I mean, everybody but you, apparently. (laughs) I've been inside, guys. (laughs) It's, 
I guess you can say it's mostly to keep up with friends and family. That's what I use it for mostly. Which is what I feel like most people do use it for. That's true. But since I use LinkedIn more than I use any other form of social media, I tend to use it to keep up with like old colleagues and things like that. Like, oh, what are they doing now? Or old classmates and just kind of finding out what they're doing career-wise. And if they post something interesting, then I'll reach out to them. But I can't deny that social media is is, is pretty great for memes. And it's also great for keeping your like you in touch with your family and friends. Um, LinkedIn tends not to have as many family or friends on it because it's a professional site. So you're not getting that like authentic interaction like you would with like a Facebook or something like that. And I I do want to do a better job of updating those forms of social media just to keep in contact with family and friends. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's mostly where family and friends are. You're not going to see you know, your uncle on, well, I mean, you might see him on LinkedIn, but it'd be kind of weird to be like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Where are you working at now? <laughs> God, you could just check his LinkedIn post. <laughs> yes. But yeah, so now that we know that Tamara doesn't really use social media, I guess I'll just go ahead and say that for the social media I use, if it's Facebook, I hardly ever use it. I, I'm literally, I'm a total lurker there. Um, I just like to snoop at what other people are doing. And now everybody who's listening is like, oh, okay. They're, they're hearing this now. <laughs> like, oh, so she's just a lurker. But it's true. I just like to see what other people are doing. If it's my private Instagram, I share stories on there usually every day. And then I maybe post on there maybe once a month. If that, it could be more, it depends on if something interesting is happening in my life, which usually is not the case, but I find your life very interesting. Thank you. Yes. Like what I eat for breakfast. Um, (laughs) I like to share stories throughout the day to stay connected to those family and friends. I was thinking more like you're making dressers or something like that. But yeah, what you're eating for breakfast is is very entertaining. That's true too. Wait, wait, you see that on have you seen that? Yes. On my Instagram? Mm-hmm. Interesting. I feel like I haven't seen you looking at it. Um, you you're very, look for me. very secretive. <laughs> but I think like most people, like seeing what your friends and family are doing, like what they're up to, it makes you feel included in their lives a little bit. Like I'll share something and then like a cousin or something will comment and it's like, hi. And, you know, it's nice to see what they're doing too with their family. But social media... It can really be a double-edged sword for me. Uh, I'm an overthinker, and I can definitely say that it makes me overthink things. Sometimes, a lot of times, (laughs) especially when I'm talking to someone. Like, you're talking on someone's social media, and you can't see the facial expressions they're making. So you're just over here like, oh, okay, are they cool with this? Um, what What about you, Tamara? Do you ever have that issue? Honestly? No. <laughs> um, I assume that everyone loves me until they prove otherwise, you know, like innocent until proven guilty. <laughs> okay. so, when, <laughs> so when I'm interacting with someone on social media, I try to assume that they have the best intentions. I think that's the easiest way to be positive. But 
yeah so i just try to assume that they have the best intentions but i want to go back to what you said about um it being a double-edged sword how does social media make you feel because i know that like one edge of the sword is like wow it's great i get to like keep everybody updated i get to get updated on my my cousin shauna post and you know what's going on in her life and all of these different things but at the same time social media can invoke a feeling so how does social media make you feel so it depends on the day and it depends on what i see it's kind of like when you're watching the news when i see something good happening like in a friend's life or not even just somebody that's a friend just in general it makes me feel happy and then when I see something sad, it makes me feel really bad. So it's kind of like a roller coaster. And I think it's like that for a lot of people. Sometimes I'll end up like, like, especially on Facebook, I'll just see like a news thread and then I'll see comments on it. And I just see strangers arguing over the dumbest things. And I'm like, why am I even, why am I even looking at this? It's just so toxic. <laughs> but <laughs> there's some good things about it. Like if we didn't have it, I think it would be a lot harder to stay in touch with friends and family, especially during the pandemic. I think a lot of people have been relying on that to make sure that their loved ones like keeping up with them and following encouraging pages um, like yes. for parenting and, and seeing other people like encourage each other, even like strangers like you got this like I'm in this mom page and I tend to not like showing those because I feel like sometimes they can be toxic, but I'm in this one that. I haven't noticed like any kind of toxic behavior and everybody's just so encouraging, like you're doing Aww. a great job. And it, and even though they're not like saying it to me, like they'll randomly post, like if you're having a hard day today, mama, like you're doing great. And I'm like, I'm doing great. <laughs> yeah, it's really nice to see stuff like that. It's, it's definitely important to follow pages that are promoting things that you want to see. So if it's positivity that you need, and I think everybody needs at least a little bit of positivity, then go ahead and follow that positivity page. But follow something or join a group that identifies with you. Because otherwise, like you said, you just see people arguing over things that just don't matter. Like we had those whole arguments about what colors to dress this is a waste of time. Okay, guys, you know, <laughs> this, this can be toxic because it's, you know, it's just like, okay, is it blue and black? Is it gold and white? Does it matter? Like now we're calling each other names. We're doing all these different things over some, a dress. Some people got really fierce about that. Like, yeah. like I will die on this hill fierce. <laughs> exactly. Just to find out they're colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's it's just one of those things. But I also think that that's not just because of social media. And if you watch, I don't know if you've ever watched like a town hall or something like that, but people argue pretty naturally when they interact. But what I don't, what I think is most toxic about social media, and I don't even know if I can say most, but... Um, what I think is very toxic about social media is the constant comparison where you look at pictures that were edited, you know, to make that person look perfect. And you're like, wow, I'd never look like that. And you're like, you're working out and you're doing this and you're doing that. And you're like, I just can't achieve this because you haven't know. like you might know, but you don't know. Like, if that makes sense, like you're like, okay, they edited. Oh, that makes like, sense. You, 
you know yeah. you know in your heart like they edited this picture but like your eyes are seeing it as reality basically oh, that that touches me on a personal level because i know exactly what you're talking about and i've been there that's that's hard it really is and and that's actually like one of the reasons i don't post on social media is because it's it's like it's hard to find that that thin the thin line between i'm showing everybody that i'm doing well and I'm making other people feel bad. There's that thin line. And so it's just like, okay, I want to post this, but how is that going to make somebody else feel? Because I know how I felt when somebody else had an edited photo. And so it's just like, it's perpetuating on and on. So once I figure out a way to social media without being toxic, then I will social media. You're so like oh. thoughtful and compassionate to like other people. That's really thoughtful. I don't think very many people think that. Like, how will this make other people feel? I I disagree with that. Like in terms of like like in your sense of doing it, like oh yes, like I I do think people post things like how will this make people th- feel, but I don't think they do it in the terms of like how you are don't want to make other people feel bad. And I would I would say that a lot of people post in the opposite direction, right? They're like, yeah. look, I want to make them feel bad. Like yes, that's, I, that's what I meant. Like people yeah. don't do it the way you do it; they kind of do it the other way. <laughs> Because everyone's an individual and it's like, well, somebody did this to me, so I'll do it back. And it's an eye for an eye leaves the whole world blind, you know? Mm -hmm. So we've got to start giving eyes back. But um, (laughs) they can see those dresses. (laughs) So they can see those dresses. Um, So what are your top three good things about social media since we've talked about so many of the bad things about it? Okay, so top three, I would say staying connected with family and friends is definitely one, Um, which I would also include having that social support in difficult times, especially now with the pandemic and people can't face, you know, people, if they're sick, like they can't face each other. So having that social support while they're sick and having people check up on them through social media. True, true. Yeah. And I also think that it's great for introverts like me, people who you want to be left alone, but you don't want to be alone, if that makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, we're still kind of like in contact without that draining feeling of being around people. Because like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be alone, but I just like people to leave me alone. (laughs) I don't want somebody (laughs) ringing my doorbell, checking up on me, but I like someone to message me and check up on me or something, you know, and then I can reply when I'm feeling up to it. And finally, I think that there's a lot of knowledge shared through social media. Um, Oh, definitely. Yeah. Stuff that wasn't there before, like sharing awareness for things such as mental health and reducing that stigma. Because other people share like, hey, I struggle with this too. And then it makes people feel like they're not alone in their own struggles. So so what about you? What are your top three thoughts about good things that social media provides? Those are also um, in my top list. But to kind of throw a, a curveball there, I think that one of the best things about social media is the opportunity for 
people to make money. So a lot of people have made money off of social media, a lot of young people that otherwise may not have been able to get out of a specific situation or circumstance were able to improve their standard of living through social media. It seems like a lot of people, I don't I don't know the numbers, but I know that at least a couple people have been helped, you know, that way through social media and able to like showcase their talents and things like that. Of course, I also agree that social media is great for staying in contact with your family and your friends. But I'm also a really big supporter of picking up the phone and having a conversation with people <laughs> you love. And <laughs> so one of my things during during the pandemic has been to just like pick up the phone and like call like my grandmother or call like one of my aunts or something and just have a conversation. And, you know, I, I've gotten to know these women and men, aunts and uncles, and, you know, I've gotten to know these people so much more than I ever would have just seeing them at cookouts and things like that. And, and now, you know, it's, it's been able to, I've been able to build that relationship and I really love that. And my third favorite thing about social media is it gives a lot of people an avenue to be creative. People are putting outfits together in funny, like not funny ways, fun ways. <laughs> um, and funny too. And funny ways. Yeah. Um, people are drawing pictures and, and portraits and things like that in just the most creative ways. And people are really talented. And without social media, you would not know this much talent was in the world. Their outlet for their talents I, I agree with that exactly so I think that actually pretty much wraps up the content on social media so today's good news is at the beginning of 2022 there was a new school curriculum that was approved in Illinois and that curriculum now includes Asian American history and it requires it to be taught in Illinois public schools. And this is just definitely one of those things that's going to shed light on the contribution of Asian Americans on building America as we know it. So big kudos to Illinois for being the first to the party. And I hope this soon spreads to other states. Yeah, I definitely agree. We need more diverse representation in the schools. There's just definitely not enough of that. Well, thank you for sharing that. I think that wraps up today's episode. So we will see you guys next time in the Flower House.